No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how to boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. Let's go. Boogers. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, whoever you are, wherever you are, whatever you are. Friday. Friday fucking night, man. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. As always, tonight's recommended drink is cheap box wine. Tonight's recommended snack, bland brand, no name crackers. This is the official wine and crackers broadcast. Right here at 6 p.m. for joining us ladies and gentlemen boys and girls hope you had a lovely couple of days because i certainly did as always we've got so much to get through in so little time if you'd like to become a full-time supporter of the show then please by all means patreon.com slash boogie bumper become a subscriber by hitting that subscribe button on your preferred podcast player and of course if you would like to tell me that i need to go home and stay there because i'm a very 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 dangerous life form then you can do so by following me on twitter at Boogie Bumper, ladies and gentlemen. Got a lot of stuff to get through tonight. Got some, you know, my favourite things to do on this show are like local news stories. Nothing gets me excited like having a handful of local news stories to go over. So we've got a few of them tonight, so that's good. It is Friday night. I do have to wrap it up a little bit early tonight, at least half an hour early, because believe it or not, uh, for one of the strangest reasons, I have to clean the hose of the washing machine. I'm not joking. I didn't even know that washing machine hoses needed to be cleaned. Because I was like, yeah, it's just pumping water through there. <laughs> it's just it's just pumping water because I'm an idiot. Uh, it's just pumping water. It, it, why would you need to clean something that just pumps water? And apparently there's a lot of like little gunk and little builds up, little hair and shit. Like all of the grit and grime and dust and dirt collects in this fucking hose that you drain in the washing machine, right? That you drain the water out of before you do your spin cycle, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> so in, in case you've never used a washing machine before, this is how it works. So you, you put the clothes in there, you put the soap in there, you, you add the water, like the water adds itself. It's very technologically advanced these days. So you add the water itself. <laughs> Minister of Fun, give me the dime. You should make up a better excuse than that, man. I'm not, I swear to God, it's not an excuse. <laughs> I've, got to, I've got to clean the hose of the washing machine because the washing machine has been, you know, on the blink for the last few days and we can't fucking use it. It doesn't drain or anything. And I'm like, oh, God, what, what, what could it possibly be? You know, I'm thinking I'm going to have to buy a new washing machine. But it turns out these hoses, they clog up. I, I, fuck, I had no idea. <laughs> I genuinely had no idea. My wife sent me a video of somebody cleaning their washing machine hose. And you should see it, man. Like, black death in solid form came out the other end. I'm like, oh, fuck, that's gross. That's in our washing machine? I have to get rid of that. Fuck. So we'll be doing that today. Mr. Fun, give me the diamond. Clean out the hose, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Ladies. <laughs> Gonna be emptying out my hose after the show. Ladies. All right. So, you know, 
Well, we're going to have to burn through it as quickly as possible. I don't want to go too quick, though, because, you know, when we go through stories too quick on the show, I feel like it's not really our show anymore. You know, we're, we're fighting for time at that point. And we don't want to fight for time. We want to give time the big fucking middle finger and do exactly what we want to do. So with that in mind, how many of you have heard about the story over the last few days from London of a young woman named Sarah Everard. Have you heard about this story? Have you heard of this story? It's not a comedy. I'm not doing a setup here or anything. I know it sounds like it, but I'm not. Um, this young woman, I think she's like in her early 30s or something. She was basically like just grabbed off the street in London at like 9.30 p.m. and nobody's seen her since. She just like caught on um, CCTV footage, like walking around. She just fucking vanished. So, and it's one of those stories where uh, she's cute enough and white enough for the whole country and the media to pay attention. Because on this show, ladies and gentlemen, we support the causes, the correct causes that don't get us banned from social media platforms. Uh, I do have like very exciting news later on in the show, though, just to go off topic before we've even started yet. Uh, before we go too far do have some very exciting news. You know, one of our favorite things on this program, ladies and gentlemen, the Chaz, it's back. Yes. Yes. Fuck, I love Chaz. Chaz was like the best thing to come out of 2020. I had so much fun watching Chaz, learning about Chaz, learning the learning the individual stories of the people in Chaz. I mean, it's fucking inspirational. Inspirational. The brave men and women and non-gender conforming individuals of Chaz, ladies and gentlemen. So we will have a little update later on from Chaz. Pizza Gardens, yes, Pizza Gardens, Bongo Circles, the fucking lot, mate. So we're heading back to Chaz tonight. I'm very much looking forward to that. But anyway, back to the price of fish. So this young lady, Sarah Everard, she disappeared off. It's a fucking shocking story. Nobody would want this. And then in the aftermath of this, I think the correct thing is happening. <clears throat> that being... Uh, opinion journalists, bloggers and the like are now discussing openly what solutions we can have. Because you know what? Women have been victimised by men far too long. I think we can all agree. So, you know, the, the people who are guiding our culture here in 2021 are starting to come up with some ideas. And I love going over ideas. I'll always give an idea a chance. So with that in mind, in the wake of this horrible kidnapping, I present to you the solution to violence against women, ladies and gentlemen. Sarah Everhard missing. Why a curfew for men isn't a bad idea. Just the guy. <laughs> you know, what I love most about the corporate media is they're so reasonable and rational and they never go too far with anything. They're never, they're never dangerously hyperbolic or insane. They're always the most sane, the most rational. They really are the smartest people that we have. In the wake of Sarah Everhard's shocking disappearance, some are calling for a curfew of men, and there's a strong argument for it. Oh, yes. Are they? Yes, Citizen Charlie, exactly. Are they giving us a bedtime now? <laughs> yes. The feminists are now telling you when it's time to go to bed. I guess because they didn't have children of their own and because their barren, lifeless uh, reproductive organs are a shame upon mankind, they now feel the right to, well, maybe if I just start treating the men as my children. <laughs> I'm sure this will work out great. <clears throat> 
As the days grew shorter in lockdown London this winter, it dawned on me that I could no longer take my daily after-work walk in the park. I understood this as I took a solo trip outside in the gathering darkness. <laughs> so dramatic. And saw a man sitting silently on a bench I was about to pass. There was no one else in sight. Every woman will recognise the feeling I had as I picked up my pace, heart-clenching, uh, hoping fiercely that nothing would happen. While this, So you could be a young woman walking past a man sitting on a park bench or a young white man on the subway in Chicago. You can be one in the same. You can be a, you know, a solo white guy riding the train through Mount Druitt in Western Sydney at one in the morning. You could, you, you would experience something like this, getting into, getting into a train carriage and, oh my dear, oh, hello. Wow, there's five of you. Well, having a night on the town, are we boys? <laughs> I remember a story from not that long ago, a guy who was riding the train uh, had one of his fingers cut off in the train by a couple of guys, not because they were trying to inflict punishment on him, but because they wanted his jewellery and he, they they were trying to steal his wedding ring and they couldn't get it off his finger, so they cut his finger off. That just that happened not that long ago. <laughs> it's all right, mate. We're just taking one. Don't be such a oh, go, don't be such a girl about it. I understood this as I took a solo trip outside in the gathering darkness and saw a man silently sitting on a bench I was about to pass. There was no one else inside. Every woman will recognise the feeling I had as I picked up my pace, heart clenching, hoping fiercely that nothing would happen. While this man and most others wasn't a threat, being out alone after dark is a risk we are taught early that we shouldn't take. Shouldn't be alone outside after dark. In the wake of Sarah Everhart's shocking disappearance on a busy road less than three kilometres from my home in South London, and a lot of places, if you've never been, if you've never been to London, uh, a lot of places in South London very shitholy, but other places not too bad. So it's like 50-50. My Twitter feed has been awash with grief and fury from women, many recounting their experiences of harassment, stalking and assault while simply walking down the street. And that's really like an important message that needs to come out of this shocking kidnapping or alleged kidnapping no one really knows at this point but this incident that's taken the uk by storm the important thing to remember here is that uh this affects all women this is really about you you know this particular young woman being snatched off a busy street at 9 30 at night is really about how you feel when you go for a jog as a blogger. It's all about you. The response from London's Metropolitan Police after the 33-year-old vanished while walking from Clapham to Brixton at 9.30pm on March the 3rd was to tell women in the area not to go out alone. How dare they? How dare they? I mean, where does the police telling people to... Where do they get off? telling people that they're not allowed to leave their homes. I mean, it's not like coronavirus. We're talking about drinks with the girls here. <laughs> it's like tonight on the six o'clock, tonight on the six o'clock London news, why you shouldn't be leaving your home because coronavirus is going to make you very sick and possibly kill you. Oh, that sounds reasonable, doesn't it, honey? Yes, we've got to follow what the science says. We've got to listen to the Metropolitan Police now, don't we? We, they've got our best interests at heart. They're protecting us. Yes, they are. 
And coming up at 6.30, a story why you should stay inside because at the moment there are fears that there's a man or possible men out there natching women off the street. Oh my God, that, where do these fuckers get off telling us that we're not allowed to go out? Where do they get off telling us that we're not allowed to leave our homes? These fucking arseholes. <laughs> Their advice is infuriating and the latest exhausting example of blaming women when they are attacked. As we spend our lives making calculations about how to avoid rape or murder while simply existing in public, the author continues, ladies and gentlemen, instead, some have asked, why not enforce an after-dark curfew on men? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. This will work. You know, I I like this logic, though. Let's take this logic and expand on it. So, okay, not all men are rapists, but all rapists are men, okay? Let's say that. Great, okay. So how are we going to fix this? Well, it might seem unfair, but we're going to have to lock all the men up at 8 o'clock at night and not let them out again till 7 in the morning. Okay, good idea. Now, what about uh, Islamic terrorism? <laughs> how, should we, how should we address that? Should we have some kind, would you suggest maybe some kind of thing that keeps people from, you know, entering certain countries, from certain countries? Would you do, would you be considering something like that? Oh, no, of course not. That would be racist. Ah, ah yes. yes, of course. <laughs> the article continues, perhaps that seems unfair. A punishment inflicted on all men just for their gender, for the actions of a few. But... Women have been living with that exact restriction, an infantilizing ban on venturing out alone for our whole lives. Assaults on both, so now it's payback time. Assaults on both men and women are overwhelmingly carried out by men. In Australia, the rate of police recorded sexual assault was almost seven times as high for women as men in 2018, and 97% of sexual assault offenders in 2018-2019 were male. A report from UN Women UK yesterday found that 97% of 18 to 24-year-old women had been sexually harassed in public. 97%. (laughs) (laughs) That's what's written here. That's what I'm quoting. That number again. A report from the UN Women UK. So I guess they're talking about the UK women found that 97% of 18 to 24-year-old women had been sexually harassed in public. 97%. So, <laughs> Come on, man. Come on. <laughs> so practically, if you think about this, Practically every girl aged between 18 and 24 has been sexually assaulted. And if you're one of the 3% that hasn't, I mean, one can only imagine. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I do I do find that a little hard to believe. I'm not saying it's wrong, but I find it a little hard to believe. 97% of women have been sexually, okay? All right. Uh, And people are tweeting about it, of course. UK Prime Minister Boris Johnson said on Thursday that he was shocked and deeply saddened, shocked and bemused, 
by the case, while Home Secretary Preeta Patel said the stories shared by women online were powerful because each and every woman can relate. She said women, quote, should feel safe to walk in our streets without fear of harassment or violence. Yes, just like the men, right? Just like the men feel safe walking around every neighborhood, every because, you know, men run everything. Yes, this has been the case time and again. In the UK, Australia, and around the world, women continue to face a constant threat of violence that crushes our right to independent lives, one that has only worsened during the pandemic. Again, the argument being put forward here is women have to, you know, women are robbed of their right of freedom. Therefore, we need to lock up all the men. <laughs> Thank, Thank you for coming. coming. I'll see you in hell. We need to lock the men in their own homes at 8 o'clock at night every single night so we can promote female freedom. <laughs> okay. okay. We go back to the Yorkshire Ripper. La, la, la. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Why we need a curfew just for men. It's not even a bad idea. We're all about solutions here. And hey, you know what? Maybe it's not even that bad of an idea. It's not like we haven't been here before. From CNN, ladies and gentlemen. Headline, quote, Even with hope on the horizon in this pandemic, what's the point of ever leaving home again? <laughs> why, even, why, even go, why even go outside in the first place? Honestly. Oh, this is fantastic. CNN. This is the article, I swear to God. Quote, everything is a risk. Oh. Oh, that's funny. That's interesting because you've been telling me now up until this point that there are risks that we just cannot take. (laughs) We mustn't take any risks. Risks, for example, like, you know, eating a burrito at a fucking street vendor. (laughs) That's too risky now. We can't do that. How about going to a bar for a pint? Nope. Nope. You might get sick and die. Now it's like, well, everything's a risk. May as well stay home. A year ago, this was our last normal weekend and we didn't even know it. Now we're deep into a pandemic. With ever-rising COVID-19 related deaths, a new strain on the loose and news of people still experiencing symptoms months after testing positive. But as more people get vaccinated, it finally seems there's hope on the horizon. Yes, because Joe Biden is in and Kamala Harris gave everybody the freedom money. She said, you're saved. She did a press conference earlier today. Your help is coming. Help is on the way, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, Kamala Harris, for keeping it safe. But as more people get vaccinated, it finally seems there's hope on the horizon. Eventually, someday soon, the joys of normal life will return. We're going to circle back to this claim of the joys of normal life returning right after this article, ladies and gentlemen. Because I've got an interesting one to show you on that. And yet, we have to ask, why bother? What's the point of ever leaving home again? (laughs) Yeah, why? Why bother? I mean, I can work from home doing my blogs for CNN. Why can't you? Learn to stay in um, sweatpants, bro. And yet we are getting dinner, grabbing drinks, working out, seeing a movie. All of these comforts of middle-class existence, yes, <laughs> in the before times are gone. And it could be another year until it's completely safe to return. We're already thinking about the next year. Wonderful. 
And after months of pandemic life, no, she didn't write pandemic life. She wrote pandemic. That's what we're calling it now. ISO and pandemic. I mean, it's cool. It's hip. Those of us who are lucky enough to work from home have gotten really good at this stay at home thing. Yes, teachers, for example. Bars, simply overpriced drinks, concerts, too many sweaty armpits, way too close to your face. Gyms, a house party for germs. Of course, the pandemic has been a tough time for millions of people, as many are out of work and mental health struggles continue. Well, that's very nice of her to acknowledge other people out there, isn't it? <laughs> Sinister Charlie. Oh, a woman wrote this? Mm. 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 <laughs> mm. So it's very nice of her to acknowledge, you know, the people who aren't lucky enough to work from home. Oh, well, you're, you might be out of work, of course. Of course, the pandemic has been a tough time for millions of people as many are out of work and mental health struggles continue. Here are some ways that you can help. But still, maybe introverts were right all along. Why go out when you can stay in? <laughs> Why even bother? Just stay home. So much better this way. So, of course, here's that line again from this article. But as more people get vaccinated, it finally seems like there's hope on the horizon. Eventually, someday soon, the joys of normal life will return. Well, I've got an update for you from everybody's favorite governor in the United States. Uh, Gavin Newsom, ladies and gentlemen, governor of California, made a statement a couple of days ago referring to exactly this, the new normal. And everybody looking forward to the new normal, getting life, getting back to normal. Huh? It's going to be so amazing. It's going to be so easy. Just take a little vaccine, download the app, scan in when you go to different buildings, have your vaccine passport handy if you want to travel anywhere. You know, sign over your personal details and your medical history if you want to go to a sports stadium or a concert or a restaurant or even your own place of employment if we're lucky. Because I'm, I'm hopeful that we're going to keep people very safe. So uh, drones flying around and whatnot. So this is, all, this is all very encouraging for the new normal. So Gavin Newsom came out in all of his glory and put everybody's mind at ease. Think about this. California now ranks sixth in the world for vaccination distribution, ahead of countries, not states, ahead of countries like Russia, Germany, Israel, and France. You know, I, I know our progress hasn't always felt fast enough. And look, we've, we've made mistakes. I, I have made mistakes, but we own them. We learn from them and we never stop trying. After all, that's, that's the California spirit. We're bent, but not broken. Bloodied, but unbowed. Resolved to make brighter days ahead. You can't see me, but I just did that move where you take your glasses off and rub the, you know, the temple. <laughs> like, like, oh, God. It's such... Such shallow political speech, just, oh, it's like somebody's twisting my testicles when I hear it. I can't stand it. But idiots fucking love this stuff. Idiots vote for this. Idiots think this is inspirational. Idiots think this is leadership. I'm telling you that I, if I wanted to, I could close this fucking podcast down and I could start a new one next week just doing this, like doing writing stream after stream of, like, inspirational left-wing messages and the fucking show would take off you know we're gonna move forwards not backwards 
in this pandemic tyrants who you know organize insurrections they're trying to bring a shroud of darkness over our light of freedom but we won't let them we are resolved we are reborn and we are strong we will stand up to the hate with the love you know you, you could do that hour after hour and everyone would go wow it's just so it's just so inspirational what a wonderful story he's so reasonable and logical and factual Instead, you have to be content with, you know, potentially being labelled as a white supremacist, which is unfortunate, but them's the breaks. So people fucking eat this shit up. It's rhetorical sewerage, but let's carry on. In spirit, we're bent, but not broken. Yeah, very bent. But unbowed, resolved to make brighter days ahead and not to let the pain of last year to deter us from the hopefulness of tomorrow. Look, the state of our state, it remains determined. I yep. remain determined. Of course you do. And I just want you to know, we're not going to change course just no. because of, of a few naysayers and, <laughs> and doomsdayers. <laughs> so the Two million of them and count. <laughs> Aren't there about two million signatures on that recall thing now? Hey, Liggs, we're not going to stop what we're doing just because of a few naysayers and doomsday Doomsdayers. <laughs> Aren't you, aren't you the guys who were saying that Adolf Hitler was running the country not that long ago? Talk about fucking doomsday. Aren't you the ones that said if the next guy wins, the white supremacists are going to be marching in the streets, they're going to be sending people back to Africa, they're going to be locking up trans and disabled people and executing them, right? That was you. <laughs> Listen, we're not going to stop what we're doing just because of a, do a few doomsdayers out there. And, you know, if you want to follow a doomsday, there's only one doomsday that I recommend, and that is Major Tom, the big empty, dlive.tv slash major underscore Tom with zeros for O's because everything in your life is that difficult. If you, want to, if you want to graze up against doomsday from time to time, that's the way I would go to big, to big Tom, big Tom, major empty, <laughs> major empty, the big Tom. <laughs> All right, hang on. We haven't even got to the point here. Tell me about the new normal, Governor Newsom. California critics out there who are promoting partisan political power grabs with outdated prejudices and rejecting everything that makes California truly great, we say this. We will not be distracted from getting shots in arms and our economy <laughs> booming again. Sounds great. This is a fight yes. for California's yep. future. Yep. Clap, clap. You know, oh, since this pandemic look at started. This. Look at the clapping on cue, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, my. Gee, it's almost... Why, why would you get a round of applause ever? Why would anyone ever get a round of applause on a Zoom meeting? Ever. That would never happen. Oh, bravo. Bravo. Do you think, do you think they all got a little note that said, you know, at this point in the speech, we want to applaud? Oh, okay. Yeah. Please clap. <laughs> Carry on. California's future. There we go. Yeah. You know, since this pandemic started, uncertainty. One guy. Probably the only. One guy, bottom left-hand corner here, based black guy, not clapping. Yo, fuck this fool. <laughs> Ain't clapping shit, motherfucker. The thing that we can be certain. You know about. why? Because he's vaccine hesitant. He's not going to applaud that. But now 
we're providing a little bit more certainty. Yes. Certainty that we're safely vaccinating Californians as quickly as possible. Quicker. Certainty that we're safely reopening our economy. And certainty that we're safely getting our kids back into the classroom. Yeah. All of which adds up to a much brighter future for our state. <laughs> all of which is just fucking rosy and wonderful. It's all beer and Skittles here at the office of the Governor of California. I can do no wrong. <laughs> sure, sure. There's a few naysayers and doomsdays out there, but <laughs> I tell you, we're getting needles into arms fucking lickety split. Quicker than you can say coronavirus. That's how quick we're doing. <laughs> we will not we will not be stopped. We're going to move forward, not backward. Because California, we're not gonna come crawling back. We will roar, roar back. back. Yeah. When this pandemic ends. And it will end soon. Here we go. We're not going to go back to normal. Hey. Hi, Gav. Hello, Gavin. Hello, Mr. Governor. Hmm. What was that you say? You know, what I love most about Governor Newsom is he understands what it's going to take to get us back to normal. He knows that for us to get back to normal, we're going to have to roll vaccines out as quickly as possible going to have to get vaccines in the arms of everybody we can as quickly as we can, and then we'll be allowed to get back to normal. Even though, why would you even want to go outside anymore? I mean, we've got Uber Eats now. What's the difference? Go to the movies? <laughs> why can't everybody just stay home? <laughs> in fact, there should be an 8pm curfew just on men to uh, reduce rape as well. Lord knows every woman I know has constantly been fighting for their rights to freedom after dark. So in order to ensure that, we should make sure we lock the men up every single night, including Gavin and Newsom. So yeah, I'm looking forward. Thank you, Gavin and Newsom, because he's letting us go back to normal. Roar back. You know, when this pandemic ends, and it will end soon. Will it? We're not going to go back to normal. Of course not. Because I think we all agree, normal was never good enough. <laughs> Now I'm giving him a round of applause. Now I'm giving Gavin Newsom a round of applause. Well done, Mr. Newsom. Because here we have, finally, ladies and gentlemen, a leader who is so arrogant, he's going to say what most of us have already been saying for the last 12 months, that there is no going back to normal. This is it now. The new normal is wait in line, walk in that door, scan your phone here, give your details there, show your vaccine passport here. Don't sit too close together. Can only have 20% in. Somebody's keeping track of this. Excuse me, can you please wear this ankle bracelet so we know that you're not spreading coronavirus? That's the new normal. We've all known it. We've been saying it for 12 months. We've been called dangerous right-wing conspiracy theorists for saying it for 12 months, mind you. And finally, we have a leader who is arrogant enough to tell the truth. <laughs> One more time, Mr. Newsom. We're not going to come crawling back. We will roar back. You know, when this pandemic ends, and it will end soon, we're not going to go back to normal. Yeah. Because I think we all agree, normal was never good enough. Normal was never good enough. Thank you, Mr. Newsom. <laughs> Thank you for keeping me safe, sir. All right. Let's do this. You know I like to keep you abreast of what's happening down here in Australia. Well, down here in Australia, our corporate media likes to keep us abreast of what's happening over there. Spring break. 
The tide is turning in America's COVID crisis. The number of people vaccinated has now surpassed the number of people with infections. Oh, good. But a super spreader event is on the horizon, prompting <laughs> an extraordinary offer to keep people at home. OK. College students on spring break. Yep. We love Miami. We love Miami. Yes. Frozen Asian, by the way, making an appearance. Enjoy spring break, Frozo. You earned it, buddy. Frozen Asian and Trenton Wade hanging out together in Florida. <laughs> we love Florida! Woo! Spring break! <laughs> I as fuck. Ordinary offer to keep people at home. College students on spring break. We love Miami. We love Miami. Authorities saying this is no time for a party in no, the USA. No time. We are very worried that there's going to be a convergence of people here. Yes. Uh, uh, and uh, and a it's funny, funny, isn't it? How coronavirus seems to only spread when people are having fun. Have you noticed that? That's the thing that never gets mentioned in these super spreader events, like. For example, if you're angry and screaming and perhaps potentially, you know, burning down a local police station, <laughs> there's there's no chance of coronavirus spread. I guess the germs get burned off on the embers of the buildings that you set fire to, right? While you were looting or liberating products. Happy Hanukkah, hey! my niggas! Oh, Sinister Charlie pipped three dollars. Thank you, sir. People having fun. I know. What the f? I know. What the fuck's wrong with them? Do do they not even read CNN? Do they not pay attention to the news, the real news, like this? Even with hope on the on the horizon, what's the point of ever leaving home again? I mean, surely these people need to be more responsible. You don't have to go outside to have fun. We can have spring break in the backyard, kids. <laughs> We'll get a couple of lawn chairs. I'll, I'll tell you what. I'll take. I'll get your mum to take her top off. Huh? What do you think of that? <laughs> I'll get your mum to walk around with her tits out. They, then you'll feel like it's spring break. <laughs> hey, Frozo. <laughs> there was a story I wanted to show Frozo actually, because now that Frozo's here, maybe we should. I was going to play it on Wednesday, but then he wasn't in the chat. So let's just take a quick break because it's only like a little 90 second video and I wanted to show you because um, I knew you'd appreciate it being a chef, right? And now I just have to find it. Because I saw this and I thought, oh, this is Frozo for sure. Um, What channel was it on? What channel was it on? It's Friday. Go, come on, be fair. It's Friday. Let's just fucking relax. Let's just chill. It's not that bad. We can do what we want on a Friday. It's like, you know, wear no pants to work day. Did, didn't everybody have that? Maybe it's just me. Come to think of it, I got fired the next day. They said they were downsizing. <laughs> Thank you, I'm here all week. Where is this is the hardest channel to find? Okay, here we go. Here we go. Yes, 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 yes. Come on now. Here it is. All right, let's have a look at this, ladies and gentlemen. Because I wanted to show Frozo this, see what he thought. Because he's a foodie. He's a culinary whiz. Let's have a look. 
Is this a socially acceptable way to eat pizza for breakfast? An Iowa restaurant is raising eyebrows for this creation. Now, if you're listening to the podcast, you can't see what you have there. Is it, hello, <laughs> what the hell was that? <laughs> oh, one of those old Twitch alerts that I've never bothered to change. Thank you for joining us, strange Twitch person. So, <laughs> what you have, if you're listening to the podcast, you have a pizza base, it looks like a very thin and crusty pizza base, and just one topping, Fruit Loops. Breakfast pizza with Fruit Loops. Now, I've eaten pizza for breakfast. Now, <laughs> and in the chat, by the way, Everybody is just no, 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 no. Sinister Charlie, you have Twitch now? I've always had Twitch. It's just that nobody watches on it. Although now we have somebody. Hello, Twitch friend. <laughs> breakfast pizza. Put breakfast cereal on the pizza kind of defeats the purpose of breakfast pizza. I want breakfast pizza to just be cold pizza the next morning. Or I will settle for... If somebody can come up with some kind of like egg and bacon, bacon and egg and sausage pizza in the morning with like barbecue sauce, that would be fucking unreal, don't you think? Like I would definitely have bacon, egg, sausage, tomato. What else could you put on there? Mushrooms, right? I would put that on a pizza and with a bit of barbecue sauce. Breakfast pizza, that would be fucking amazing. In fact, you know what? I'm going to make one one day. I've just decided. Breakfast pizza. A la books. <laughs> but here, you know, we're very creative. Yeah, let's just let's just dunk the fucking let's just dunk a box of fruit loops on the thing. <laughs> oh, there they go. The beautiful part about this is they're probably charging fucking 20 bucks for it. Oh yes. It's it's cuisine. <laughs> we're very creative here. <laughs> Come on. I mean, I'd rather eat a Pop-Tart. Let's have it's a one. socially acceptable way to eat pizza Absolutely for breakfast. Not. An Iowa restaurant is raising eyebrows for this creation. Their reaction was shock and horror. Shock and horror. <laughs> um, <laughs> how, how dare you put that on a pizza? Mm -hmm. It's called Loopy Fruits Pizza, and its special uh. ingredient is Fruit Loop cereal. It's available. <laughs> there was some conversation in a couple of circles uh, this week, talking about after, remember the Burger King tweet that came out? And Burger King, Burger King thought they were being funny and like reverse woke and stuff uh, when they said a woman's, a woman's place is in the kitchen, right? They were obviously getting attention. It was well done by the, the uh, person running a social media account as far as I'm concerned. Very good job because then it became news. So they tweeted out, oh, woman's place is in the kitchen. And then when everybody predictably, because now you see these corporations are leveraging, if you're a woke SJW type, now the evidence is in, right? You understand that they're leveraging your, you know, predictable outrage into their own marketing campaigns. Do you understand that? You have become so pragmatic and so predictable and so, um, you know, so, so so easily manipulated by stimulus that these corporations and PR executives and ad agencies now are now, they're now exploiting your predictability. Do you understand that? You have become so one-dimensional that they know exactly what to say to get you to spread their message for them. Exactly, dogmatic. So that's how bland and uninjured, you think you are special. 
you think you're this unique person and you're standing up for to fight against the you know the evil corruption and the corporations and stuff you think that you're you're you've got a radical message yet 21 year old or 25 year old ad uh, agency employees have figured out what makes you tick and they're now using your predictable pathetic outrage against you and you're too stupid to even fucking notice it right so Burger King tweeted out a woman's place is in the kitchen and then when the predictable response started happening they started replying to these responses by saying yes there should be more women chefs right we believe in equality there should be more women in the kitchen and you know a few days later, they came out and said, oh, we're sorry, we shouldn't have done that. They didn't mean that. They got exactly what they wanted. And I was thinking about that too. Because I'm somebody who's maintained for a long time that men are better chefs, but women are better cooks, if that makes sense. And, you know, people are going to say that this is sexist, but I don't care. The evidence, the the results are there. Um, you know, because being a chef requires... Being a chef requires creativity and ingenuity and, you know, thinking outside the box and taking risks to be a good chef. To be a good cook requires being able to follow instructions to the letter. Being able to follow recipes. Chefs write recipes and cooks follow recipes. So women are better cooks because if you put in front of them, do this, 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 they'll, they'll do it. Whereas if you do that to a man and say, do this, do this, do this, he'll take one glance at it, probably not read the instructions and say, no, I can make it better. <laughs> you know what I mean? I can do it better than that. Why would I follow the instructions? And half of the time, he's probably going to fuck it up because he takes more risks than women do. So women are better sh- uh, cooks and men are better chefs. Now, I forget the whole fucking point of that story. <laughs> Let's carry on. And its special ingredient is Fruit Loop cereal. Oh, that's, that's what I was getting at. So, I mean, have a look at this creative, this burst of creativity from this, you know, female pizza chef here. I came up with this amazing idea to put Fruit Loops on a pizza. Okay, what are you calling it? Fruity Loops pizza, loopy fruit pizza? <laughs> <laughs> I've come up with this amazing pizza recipe that's going to blow the breakfast world apart at the fucking seams, man. (laughs) I put Fruit Loops on the pizza. Right? That's it. Oh, well. Okay. Well, it sounds very creative. Uh, What do you call this Fruit Loops pizza? Loopy Fruits? (laughs) Loopy Fruits pizza with Fruit Loops. (laughs) Lisa's loopy pie. No, it's even worse than that. It's just loopy fruits. <laughs> All right. Alec Guinness, genuine class. Okay, Lisa. Jeremy Irons. Jeremy's irons. <laughs> Here, pizza chef, I have a ball. Perhaps you'd like to bounce it. <laughs> it is, And it is a fucking monstrosity. I consider myself somewhat of a pizza aficionado. You know, I've often said if I get stuck on a desert island and I can only have one food, it would be pizza. Of course, that brings in the logistical problem. How am I going to get the delivery guy to come to my island to deliver the pizza and not, like, take me home with him? (laughs) Is he just going to leave me there on the desert island for 10 years? 
He's going to deliver pizza by via a speedboat, and then when I try to get on the boat, you know, pull a gun on me? I don't think so, sir. You can't go. You have to stay. <laughs> I mean, what's the point of even going outside anyway? So logistical problems aside, if I had to stay on a desert island, I would eat only pizza. All right, let's hear the story. Let's hear the magical journey of uh, Loopy Fruits Pizza. This amazing breakthrough in culinary creativity. How, how dare you put that on a pizza? How dare you? It's called Loopy Fruits Pizza, <laughs> and its special ingredient is Fruit Loop cereal. You don't it's available drink. at Fong's Pizza in Des Moines, Iowa. Uh-huh. Co-founder Gwen Page says Curiosity is drawing in a lot of new customers. They they kind of go in and they want to try it just to have that experience, and I think they. Kinda- People are saying it's a monstrosity and it's not allowed and stuff. Okay, you know what? I agree. But are you against dessert pizzas in general or just this? Right? Are you against all dessert pizzas? I want to take a poll in the chat. Press one in the chat if you are a pizza, strictly a pizza traditionalist. So you just want the regular normal pizzas. Press two in the chat if you think that you know, a little bit of gourmet pizza is okay. Press three in the chat if you would have dessert pizza. Okay. Let me tell let me gauge where you're at. Okay. Okay, it's a it's a pretty broad mix, but it's mostly ones and twos. It's mostly ones to be fair. And to be honest, like I'm pretty much like I I'm I'm happy just with a fucking slice of pepperoni, you know what I mean? Like a good pepper if you if you fuck up a cheese pizza or a pepperoni or a margarita and stuff, I don't want to try anything else that you can do. I will have a gourmet one from time to time, although I think it's often a bit much. They put too much topping on and shit. I like less topping, not more. So I do like wood fire pizza especially, <coughs> but it's it's very thick with topping. It's like Chicago deep dish style. It's like eating a bowl of pizza, right? But I will say this. If a place does good, like, fundamentals, I've had some fucking dessert pizzas, which are out of this world. And I want to ask those in the audience who are naysayers like never have a dessert pizza let's let's fucking have a look at one i don't know who this guy is i just pulled up this youtube we've gone completely off track i had all this serious shit to talk about but fuck it let's let's blow it apart it is friday um (laughs) so i've never seen this guy before it's a dessert pizza let's have a look I, i would challenge people at the end of this to say that they wouldn't eat it Frozen Asian in the chat uh, with the diamond. Pardon me. Why do you do this, Boogie? I thought we were friends. I don't know. I don't know, man. I think you might like this. Do you guys know what Nutella is? Yes or no? Nutella is like this chocolatey hazelnut spread that you put on stuff. Sandwiches, toast, right? But people eat it, you know, out of the jar with a spoon if they like it. This is serious, Boogie. Says, give me okay. Just, I, I'm glad I'm not losing you. <laughs> okay, people know what Nutella is. Good, good. All right, so let's have a look here. Hey, and welcome to Vincenzo's Plate. Hey. In this episode, we are going to make 
I, I like this guy already. Like I said, I have not watched this. <laughs> Welcome to Vincenzo's Plaid. <laughs> He's very happy to be there. Episode, we are going to make Nutella. Nutella. Pizza. Yes. What a delicious dessert to have when you have some leftover dough. Okay, so what do we need first? We need a dough. So we need a dough. To make the dough, you can go to vincenzosplay.com and look and find and search for Vincenzo. I like Vincenzo. Pizza and bread dough. Now, what we need? We need also three spoons of Nutella, some icing sugar. This looks like a shitty recipe though, because I've seen ones like with glazed banana and stuff on it. Oh, hello. What have we got here? Let's have a look here. The dough too much. Uh, I usually make this really small because. Oh, oh, looks like we've got. It looks like we've got a fucking dangerous Michigander on our hands though. Detroit pizza, those weird tombstone fucking things. Not a fan. Don't like a square pizza. It's, it's unnatural. <laughs> it always makes me uncomfortable. Does she pre-bake the base a little bit first? Yeah, so she, a little bit of pre-baking okay, in the base. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and add. This is where you could get crazy. Okay, let's get, cra let's get crazy, bitch. I think that might be enough for me. So the warmth of the pizza, the It'll residual melt in. warmth will help you kind of spread this better. And your Nutella should be room temperature to begin with. She's listening to Coldplay in the background, which probably explains a lot. I know I like Coldplay. So this is... I mean, it looks pretty fucking good. It, 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 I don't think it really counts as pizza though. It has to be. It has to be baked with the toppings on. This is just like bread with it's, <laughs> it's, the meme. The meme comes to life. This is bread with toppings. <laughs> That's the difference. Pizza isn't bread with toppings because the toppings are baked in at the same time as the bread, so it becomes something else. If you join the two things together, you know, like going through the machine and they get melded then it becomes pizza. It's no longer bread with toppings. However, if you bake the the base and then add the toppings and then eat it, that is bread with toppings. See the difference? So, you know, I don't think that counts because I've had like one of the pizza joints near my place that does really good, like Italian, proper Italian pizza. Like you get it just a pepperoni from there and it's like, a, it's like an orgy of flavors. You don't even know where they're coming from. It's just pepperoni. You know, they're really good with their herbs and shit. They do a dessert pizza, but it's like glazed sliced banana in Nutella and shit. It's like a, it's like a banana fucking cheesecake or something. It's ridiculously good. So I'm not against, you know, dessert pizza, but it has to be from a place that can do the fundamentals. You have to be able to do the basics. Otherwise I'm not fucking interested. Um, now we're completely Happy off Hanukkah, track. Happy Hanukkah, hey. Oh, Winning underscore TV Thank you, Phil. $5. Half conflicted on the desert pie. The other half says she disrespected the pie with Nutella. Ah, uh, <laughs> yeah, so, uh, late, thank you, by the way, dlive.tv slash winning TV, live tomorrow night at 8 p.m., if I'm not mistaken, Phil D'Angelo. Uh, Phil's half Japanese, half Italian. Brother, bring. <laughs> yeah, I remember this. 
I never watched The Sopranos when it came out. I only, my wife and I just watched, finished watching The Sopranos like maybe, I don't know, three months ago or something like that. So we, we went through the whole season. And by the way, because I, I, I knew there was a big controversy at the time about how The Sopranos finished, but I didn't know why because I never watched it. And I thought, you know what, after all these years, maybe I should watch it. Everybody carries on about this fucking show so much. Everybody fucking simps for this show. It better fucking be good. It was good. I just didn't really understand what the point of it was. <laughs> but I liked it. It's just kind of like a never-ending saga. So, yeah, it was good, though. It was like Seinfeld meets Mob, basically. A show about nothing with gangsters. So, you know, I enjoyed it. But for the controver- for my take on the on the controversial ending of the show, I think he got killed. I think he got shot. Because that guy went into the bathroom, right? And I remember the conversation he had with Bobby, you know, the fat guy who married his sister. He had the conversation with Bobby and it was like, you know, when you get killed, you don't even see it coming. You know, everything just goes black. You don't even hear the gunshot. It's just, it's over. So that's what I was thinking of when I saw the ending. Because at, at the ending of The Sopranos, the last episode, the scene just cuts to black when they're in a restaurant. And you, the last thing you see, I think, is Meadow's face, like, looking all shocked and shit. <gasps> and then, tsk, black. So, in my opinion, it means Tony got killed. But people say otherwise. I don't know. Uh, let's have a look. You make this pizza? Who we'll make it this pizza? We're asking... Who we'll make it this pizza? Is your store logo, sir? That's in my box. I was found at a crime scene. My pizza never hurt nobody. <laughs> Fucking great answer. This this pie was found at a crime scene, and my pizza never hurt nobody. <laughs> Fucking classic. Pie was found at a crime scene. My pizza never hurt nobody. <laughs> You don't find any bacteria in here. Broken high school, broke things. They left us there. Now you tell me their names. I go put my foot up the ass. <laughs> my pizza never hurt nobody. Fucking fantastic. <laughs> All right. Uh, where shall we go from here? Like I said, the whole show's fucking ruined. Basically, where were we up to? Do you want to do some? Do you want to do some local news stories? Okay, how about this? We can do... Or I want to do the Chaz, but the Chaz will still be there on Monday, I guess. So we can hold that over if you want. Okay, here's... I'll give you a multiple choice, all right? We can do one of three things. We can do local news stories, which are kind of like coronavirus-based. Based. So we can do local news stories. We can do the Chaz, or we can do sex robots. What do you want to do? Local news, Chaz, or sex robots, or you know, off off stories. We'll put sex robots in off stories because there's another one I want to show you as well. One, two, or three. Local news, Chaz, um, off color stories. I think the threes are just ahead. Threes are just ahead at the moment. 
All right, we'll see what we can cover. We'll see what we can cover. Let's have a look here. Thank you for joining us. Friday night edition of Daily Boogie Podcast. Like, I'm going to skip the break tonight. Just go straight through because I'm going to have to jet in about 25 minutes or so. Sex robot with AI calls humans lesser form of life who will make entertaining pets. <laughs> to be honest, of all the potential dystopian futures that we can live under, um, being ruled by the sex robots Happy probably Hanukkah, isn't the worst. Nigga. Probably not the worst one. Minister of Fun underscore Kimmy tipped three dollars. Thank you, Minister. Hello, Boogie. Patience mentioned this band, the Boogie Bumpers, tonight in the chat. Okay. Singer looks like if Jimmy Fallon and Harry Connick Jr. had a baby. Okay, a band called the Boogie Bumpers. All right, let's have a look. I obviously know the Boogie Bumper is a song, so they're named after. Hey, look at this. <laughs> okay, let's hear the. Let's hear the band that is so recklessly using my name. Who knows what torment they are exacting on the audience here. Oh, yeah. This is my kind of music, man. This is Jump Blues. So people often confuse. This isn't really doesn't really qualify as purely swing music. It's in the genre of swing, but it's jump blues, which is my favorite. Fuck yeah, man. My kind digs. I love that shit. All right, look at the singer. What did you say? He looks like Jimmy Fallon and Harry Connick Jr. had a baby. Well, we know that straight men can have sex with gay men now and still be straight. Come on, give us a close-up here. He is a tall drink of water, isn't he, too, by the way? Handsome young man. Kiss, hold it a long, long time. Yeah, I can see it. Got a little bit of the jimmies about him. <laughs> Nicky Fruit Loops. I wouldn't mind hearing Harry Connick Jr. while I fuck somebody. <laughs> Fantastic. All right, thank you very much. I will investigate them further because I do enjoy that kind of music. All right, so what did we decide on? Sex robots. Cool. Serenity was created by sex robot company Real Doll and tested out by company rep. Listen to this guy's name. The rep of this company, Brick Dollbanger. <laughs> Fantastic. Brick Dollbanger. In a bizarre video, she called humans talented but lesser. All right. Let's have a look at this. Like I said, of all the dystopian nightmares that we could potentially live under in the future, being ruled by the artificial sex robots won't be that bad. Think about it. The What's the first group? If Think about this. If the if the sex robots come to power, who do you think the first group they will eliminate will be? We could solve a lot of our problems here. <laughs> this could be this could be a very swift way to solve a lot of problems. 
Exactly. Frozen Asian. The women. <laughs> because they're gonna they're gonna take out the uh the competition, aren't they? So the sex robots will be, you know, it'll be the night of the long plastic titty. And they'll be wandering around, smothering women with their fake titties, choking them to death, until and replacing the women in the beds with themselves, with sex robots. So you'll wake up in the morning and there'll be a sex robot there instead. Hello, honey. You're not my wife. Where's my wife? I am your wife now. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Do you want to have sex now? Sure. Sounds great. <laughs> the night of the long clit. <laughs> so I don't think it'd be that bad. Uh, you can follow, by the way, you can follow Brick Dollbanger on Instagram. Instagram slash Brick Dollbanger. Hi, everyone. My name is Serenity. Hi, Serenity. I have come to live with Brick and Harmony. Yep. I am new and just activated at Real Botics. Brick taught me a limerick. Peter Piper picked a pack of pickle peppers. How many pickle peppers did Peter Piper pick? He says it highlights my lip sync. What do you think? I like the way it sounds. Humans are so very talented. So many different languages and so diverse in dialect. Very impressive for a lesser life form. <laughs> Whitey in the chat. Why is it talking? Pass. <laughs> exactly. Uh, we've been over this before on the show. Where, like, you can invent female sex robots, but you can't eliminate nagging. <laughs> Cookie, have you taken out the trash? Oh, fuck, and shut up. I'll do it when I want. Cookie, why do you keep leaving dishes in the sink? <laughs> What's the point of this? Why did I even buy you? But humans are very good for a lesser form of life. I think you will make very entertaining pets, or at least I hope that you will have some news to us. <laughs> it's it's very difficult to hear, but if you couldn't, she said, I think you will make very entertaining pets, and I hope you will have some use to us. There you go. Sex robot with AI calls humans lesser form of life who will make entertaining pets. Uh, this one I thought was interesting because we love progress here on the show, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Wet sandwich with the diamond. If only I had been born mute. Yeah. You're missing out. Uh, this one's for the uh, the parents out there who want to show their kids, you know, a new future, a body positive future. Kids TV show Simply Naked sparks outrage as adults strip naked for a panel of children to promote body positivity. Now, the irony of this is, I believe that I can't even play the clip. It's already cancelled. Yeah, I know, it's already cancelled, but it was it got this far, you know what I mean? But the irony of this is, it was okay to show to children, but it's not okay for me to show to my audience, who is who has already clicked, you know, this is a mature adults-only stream. It's, it's, <coughs> pardon me. It's too dangerous and offensive and harmful for us to watch as adults, right? 
Because this is the kind of thing that'll get you kicked straight off a platform. So it's too dangerous for us to watch, but it's okay for the children to watch. Think about this. Think about where we're headed, huh? Kids TV show Simply Naked has sparked outrage after adults stripped naked for a panel of children to promote body positivity. The Dutch TV show sees five free-spirited adults. <laughs> I mean, they're even wearing trench coats. Can you be more stereotypical? This is... Mm. They strip naked disrobe in front of youngsters to answer any questions they have about the human body. Dutch broadcaster NTR released a trailer for the show which saw some of the children giggling as the adults came into the room. Ladies and gentlemen. <clears throat> the aim is to teach children that each and every body is different and not all bodies are perfect. They can figure that shit out without you flashing your cock in front of a mate. <laughs> they can figure that out without you taking off your pants. I'm sure of it. While Simply Naked doesn't deal with sex, critics have still slammed the show as disgusting. Thierry Baudet, leader of right-wing FVD party, the VD party, interesting, even went as far as to say the show comes close to promoting pedophilia. Well, he sounds like a right-wing extremist, if you ask me. The broadcaster issued a statement following the backlash saying the children knew exactly what was going to happen and they could say how they felt during the program at any time. Oh, well then, it's fine. <laughs> we had expected a bit of a ruckus. Not everyone will think this is for children, and that's okay. It's up to the parents to decide if their children can watch. <clears throat> Winning TV with a diamond. Send them to Walmart late night. That works too. <laughs> Sophie Munster, a parenting expert, told the New York Times in October about the show, quote, We recognise the significance of a bruise. Danish parenting generally favours exposing children rather than shielding them. This is how we educate our children. We show them reality as it is. Yes, so this is all about education. Let's get some naked adults to strip in front of a panel of kids. <laughs> okay. Okay, mate. <laughs> But like I said, that's the irony of this. I can't show you the video. I'll be kicked off. Hey, Joy of Pessie. DLive.tv slash Joy of Pessie. Boogie, what in the fuck is that in the smaller window? In the smaller window? Oh, here? That's a, that's a girl watching, you know, adults strip naked on a TV show. It's about education. <laughs> Boogie, please understand, this show was meant to come up after Sesame Street, by the way. <laughs> I don't doubt it. I love the Dutch. <laughs> They're fucking insane, mate. <laughs> but that's what I'm getting at here. Even though this is a, you know, mature tagged show, I can't show you this clip. Because we're adults, you're an adult, I'm an adult, this is a show for adults. This is inappropriate content for adults. However, the show is literally adults stripping naked in front of children, and it's a children's show. So the children can watch it, but we can't. <laughs> hey? Isn't it fucking good? 
Uh, tell you what, we were talking about food before. How about this? Food for my husband, TikTok trend. A genre of TikTok videos featured people cooking meals for their husbands or significant others. Videos contain both serious content and satirical takes on traditional gender roles. Because we, so we can we can get a panel, we can get a show that has, you know, men flashing their cocks to a panel of children. But what people really get upset about is when a wife makes a nice lunch for her husband. <laughs> this is outrageous. This is this is spreading dangerous stereotypes about women. This is reinforcing traditional negative gender roles. <laughs> we are through the looking glass, people. On TikTok, women are showcasing the meals they cook for their husbands and boyfriends, filming the cooking process and adding a voiceover about their relationships. At the time of writing, the hashtag LunchForMyHusband has over 450 million views on the app, and similar hashtags also have tens of millions of views. Many of these videos reflect traditional gender roles where a woman serves her husband through domestic tasks. Such trad wife videos typically indicate that women are happy with their housewife duty. It's really got to burn them though, doesn't it? That for this horribly like offensive traditional wife role of like making a lunch for her husband and stuff like that, it's got to really burn them that it's so popular. You know what I mean? Yes, another reaction channel. It's got to burn them that it's so pop. It's so 450 million views. I bet you that's more than the angry feminist who wants to, you know, who wants to allow men to show their penis to your children <laughs> in the name of education after Sesame Street. These these idiotic trad wives, these bitches, these sluts, these white supremacists, fuck them. They won't even show kids penis. They won't do it. There's something wrong with them. So it's really got to hurt. Um, I don't know. Can we see a good one? Is there something good? Is, there, is it worth watching? Maybe it's not. <laughs> Maybe it's not fucking worth watching. Um, here we go. Here's one. We'll do one more story. We'll save the Chaz, the new Chaz, ladies and gentlemen, for Monday night's episode. Thank you for joining us. Don't forget to follow all of our friends later on tonight, of course. Um, I think Joy of Pessy was on last night. Maybe not coming on tonight. Who else have you got? Um, Irrational Times, Coffee Talk with Sandra, Winning TV tomorrow. Don't forget Winning TV. Everybody's favourite lover of French women, Mersh, later on tonight as well. He'll be on. He'll be around. Uh, so check him out. Or don't. Whatever. I don't fucking care. So, before we go to the break, thank you for joining us. Friday night edition of the Daily Boogie Podcast. One more in the Dan Bongino's favourite segment. Thank you for keeping me safe. Let's have a look at this. A sticker that can warn you about the onset of coronavirus is about to go into mass production Good. here in Queensland. Yeah. Developed by our scientists, mm. the patches are worn on your arm and can warn you about other diseases as well. Oh, good. A small device that can save lives, right. beaming results straight to your phone. So we do a scan. You have a real... So, in case you haven't been, in case you haven't been around this program for the last twelve months or so, let me just give you a quick little fill in here. Uh, here on this show, we definitely don't engage in conspiracy theories. We don't do that. 
We're definitely not in favor of that. In fact, here on this show, we are in favor of protecting you and keeping you safe, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for keeping me safe. That's what we believe in here. So, of course, you know, you may have heard over the last 12 months that there was these conspiracy theories, people talking about things like, you know, for example, chips that you would have to wear on your skin that would be scanned by, you know, smartphone devices. Perhaps this little chip would be scanned on your skin when you go to like a supermarket or try to catch a train, for example, or go, you know, go to your place of employment. And the app, these conspiracy theorists would suggest, would be the thing that determines whether or not you're allowed to go outside that day, whether or not you're allowed to go to the supermarket, all of that kind of thing, you know. And like I said, this this is far right. This is very fringe stuff that these people were talking about. Very fringe ideas, conspiracy theories, right-wing extremists. You know the type. You hate them. We hate them. That ain't us here on this show. So, in a completely unrelated topic, I'm pleased to announce that... (laughs) In a completely unrelated story, I'm pleased to announce that a new sticker containing a microchip is being mass-produced, which will be put on your skin to be scanned by a phone app, and this will determine whether or not you're sick whether or not you need to be protected and people will be able to check this thing on your skin, this little chip, or as we like to call it, a sticker. They will be able to keep this, uh, you know, check this sticker on your skin and decide whether or not you're infected or not. I mean, it's wonderful. And it's got nothing to do with those conspiracy theorists that you've been listening to for the last 12 months, especially not here on this show. Thank you for keeping me safe, government. A sticker that can warn you about the onset of coronavirus is about to go into mass production here in Queensland. Developed by our scientists, Mm. the patches are worn on your arm Mm. and can warn you about other diseases as well. Other diseases too. A small device that can save lives, beaming results straight to your phone. So we do a scan. You have a readout. While the easily worn patches, called micro-wearables, don't tell doctors whether a patient has COVID no. or other diseases, no. what they do reveal is how your immune system is responding. <laughs> it can detect whether people are dehydrated, oh. about to become critically ill yes. with coronavirus, yep. or are about to have a heart attack. Right. Technology allows for monitoring and testing of just about anything you can test with a blood test. The stick- it, 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 modern technology allows for monitoring. Oh, good. This puts my mind at ease. <laughs> you know, modern technology allows us to surveil people's, even their, even their own fucking, you know, heart rate now. <laughs> Well, all we have to do is scan this modern technology with an app and it makes us so much safer. Stickers will first be available to hospitals and industries like defence and mining, with a long-term plan for them to become publicly available. We're all about buying time for people. It's hoped 90 new jobs will be created in Queensland to manufacture around 26 million patches a year. Rural communities set to benefit most. Instead of people needing to get on the plane and go go to hospitals, or dare I say not even make it because they they haven't had the chance for intervention to take place. Uh, Our type of micro-wearable sensor, when rolled out, can make a massive impact in that. The government is contributing taxpayer funds to the project, but won't say how much. As is the case with... uh, (laughs) You you don't get to know. (laughs) You're not allowed to know how much the government is spending on these little wearable microchips that will be scanned. 
and determine, you know, whether or not you're about to get really sick with coronavirus. <laughs> Goody fucking gun drops. All right. With that, ladies and gentlemen, I'm sorry, I have to get the hell out of here so I can clean this hose on this washing machine. Believe it or not. Thank you for joining us. Thank you to everyone who contributed tonight on Streamlabs and DLive. I'll be back on Monday night with another edition. Like I said earlier, don't forget to follow our friends. Winning TV is on tomorrow night at 8pm as well. Uh, I'll see you on Monday. Have a good weekend. Stay calm. Stay rational. God bless. And we'll talk soon. Bye-bye. this pizza. We're asking you. This your store logo, sir? That's in my box. This pie was found at a crime scene. My pizza never hurt nobody. Come again, sir? You don't find any bacteria in here. Some kids broke into Verbum Day High School. Broke things. They left us there. Now, you tell me their names. I go put my foot up with their ass. I got